0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Inexperience, the podcast that's geared towards young professionals in the workplace dealing with awkward interactions and situations. This week we're joined by our next professional, Michael Rubio. Say hi Michael.
1: Hi, hey, nice thanks <laughs> so much for having me.
0: No worries. Uh, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name's Mike, and I'm a career advisor/slash technical recruiter at 720. And have been doing that for about three years now, so it's been yeah, a wild journey. came from a totally different industry mm-hmm. um, and totally different career direction, but yeah, this has um, been a great time and it's been a... I think 2020 has been a year of a lot of changes for a lot of people. So.
0: A lot of changes. Yeah, I definitely. think we can definitely say that. So you didn't always start out in career advisory?
1: No, was something totally different before this. I was um, youth working and in, in ministries and in churches. Wow, so,
0: uh, that's amazing. Yeah, so wow.
1: dealing with um, some of those teenagers and yeah. <laughs> helping them
0: out
1: with their issues and uh, it's been great. Now I'm dealing with professionals and sometimes... Snotty-nosed professionals, <laughs> <That's right>. so... <laughs> you said that, but that's right. Sometimes it is.
0: Yeah. I'm allowed to say that. I'm one of them. So <laughs> that's awesome. Ah, oh, So happy to have you here today. Um, well, do you have any interesting facts you'd like to share with us that not everyone would know?
1: Yeah, interesting facts. Um, my first client visit for this year started with a black eye. It was a bit of an interesting oh. icebreaker.
0: You had um, a black eye or they uh, had a
1: black eye? I had a black eye. So, oh, wow.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I do boxing for sport. Usually keep the sparring to when I'm not working, but I mm. had to do a client visit in the middle of my holidays. So oh. I rocked up with a big black eye and it was a good icebreaker conversation starter, but, um, they were they were fun guys.
0: At least you didn't, didn't give you know, the black eye to them, religious. or they didn't. You know, when you started that, I was like, did you punch the client? Or <laughs> I was a
1: very happy client. No, <laughs> no, no
0: that's great. Um, and any other ones that you'd like to share? Um, that's
1: oh, the other one I was going to say. Is just yeah, totally different career direction from mm-hmm. where I previously come from. Um, yeah, I guess that's yeah, the interesting fact about me that if I'm not. I'm not um, yeah working during the week playing mm-hmm. guitar or hanging with my little family or Aww. at church doing the whole thing there. So that's some interesting facts about Lovely. me.
0: Lovely. Do you sing? Is it? Yeah, yes. oh, guitar. That's brilliant. So, we'll, we'll have to get you singing at the end. You can sing the little jingle. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, so we're going to do our second round of icebreaker, which is I'm going to say. Ten words, okay. and you need to respond immediately with the first word that comes to your mind. Okay, let's do. This. Okay, all right. Let's hope it doesn't get inappropriate. So, <laughs> they should be pretty cruisy words. All right, let's begin. Social media jet
1: engine age
0: thirty <laughs> B. Oh. Quick. quick, quick, quick! Simple, oh, simple. Oh, okay. Chip, 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 monk. Monk ah profile Picture Green Sleeves Sense Vanilla Suggest What's that suggest. suggest Sorry I got thrown by the vanilla comment. Suggest. Oh suggest. Suggest.
1: Um advice. Result. hundred.
0: Ah, the vanilla thing, I don't understand. So,
1: did you say sense?
0: Sense, as in like, uh, you know, six sense, the movie, or oh, senses, or I, I sense I that. I'm
1: at your candles, your sense
0: So, you were thinking of S-C-E-N-T-S. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. they're pronounced the same, I so. I to do, but yeah,
1: that, <laughs> yeah it works, like it. I guess. I mean,
0: that's fine. <laughs> boring, Oh, no, not at all. Uh, It's very interesting to see how your brain connects those. I did put it in a random word generator and was like, 10 random words, that should be fine. So, yeah, cool. All right. Well, that is our icebreaker and introduction. Hopefully everyone has gotten to know you a little bit and a a little more about your personality. Uh, Let's start with your awkward situation number one. Walk us through it.
1: So, my first awkward conversation is ex- was extremely awkward for me. Um, so, it was from my first job, my first long term job that I had in a totally different industry. Mm-hmm. And I've been working with the organization for about six years and had kind of risen up to a point where they were uh, planning to, a bit of a succession plan for me to end up taking over mm-hmm. the organization in a number of years. So, that was really exciting for me. I was really stoked by that and keen for that opportunity um and they actually were investing me which was great they sent me overseas for a training seminar which was an awesome opportunity Uh, but it was in that seminar where i was listening to a speaker who was just a brilliant person talking about culture and values Mm -hmm. and the direction of your life and how sometimes you just have to grab things by the horns and just say no i'm not going that way i'm gonna choose something else Mm -hmm. anyway i had this light bulb moment in the middle of this session where i'm overseas being trained by this organization Realized, I realised, I've got to get out of here.
0: Oh! Um, yeah, and
1: while there were so many good things about the company and the organisation, there were some really, uh, really strong value misalignments and cultural alignments, and I'd seen some pretty hectic things with previous leadership. A lot of people mm-hmm. had kind of left being really burnt out. Um, and so for me being young in my career with a young family, I'm like, I think for my mental sake, for mm-hmm. my, my health my family's health, I need to just cut loose and break now. So... The timing couldn't have been worse. Um oh, no. I got back from this overseas seminar that they'd paid for me to go on, which was an amazing opportunity. But at the same time, like once you know you know. Yeah. I'm like, I can delay this for maybe six months, but still gonna still gonna have to have this awkward conversation. Mm. So I figured I'll just bite the bullet and even mm. the though the timing sucks, just do it now. So I sat down with my boss and had this conversation where I'd thought long and hard about it and got some good advice but basically said to him I made my decision I'm gonna leave I'm residing and his response was uh, no
0: whoa <laughs> uh, you're like but I am so. yeah, pretty, I'm a pretty
1: um I'm a pretty cruisy go with the flow kind of person I hate confrontation so yeah. I was tempted to be like oh yeah no
0: <laughs> you're right you're
1: yeah. right yeah. um but but I had to I like no, actually, like I'm not thinking about this. I'm not considering mm-hmm. this. I've made up my mind. I've made up my decision. I am leaving. Mm. Uh, and again, it, it was like, oh no, you can't do that. And this, you know, it's too much invested. We've we've gone in this direction. This is what's going to happen. Did you he know, try and know?
0: guilt you into it into staying? Oh, he had a
1: whole whole range of. um the conversation went for quite a long time and yeah. carried over again and again and counter offers and they're like, we really think you should reconsider It's not the right decision for you and your family. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day I like, I just knew mm-hmm. I couldn't stay. Um, I could see potentially what could go wrong with my my mental health, and mm-hmm. my family's health. I was like, it's just not worth whatever mm-hmm. kind of career gain, whatever kind of exciting opportunities. Um, so we ended up coming to a bit of a negotiation of four months notice period.
0: Oh, uh, four long, months! The
1: longest four <laughs> months I've ever worked <laughs> anywhere. Uh, it was excruciating, but but I crossed the finish line. I stayed saying. Yeah. Um, left on as yeah quite as good terms as I could leave, and yeah, uh, really tried to invest in that four months as much as I could. Mm. So um, so yeah, that was that was my yeah, one of my most awkward conversations mm. I think I've had.
0: So um, looking back on it, would you say you wish you handled it in a different way at all?
1: Um I can't remember the exact specifics of how the conversation went. I was pretty, pretty nervous. Maybe mm. I think I went out to dinner with my bosses. Mm. And maybe I wouldn't have done that because that forces you to stay for quite a long time. Like mm. you gotta wait for the order to come, you gotta eat, you gotta have some. <laughs> There's no night.
0: running or anything. <laughs> no, like I
1: probably in hindsight would have just Done it during a work day, mm-hmm. said, Can I have some time? And then just do it there, make a decision, mm. say it quickly, and even maybe have a letter written up, ready to go.
0: That's a good idea. Um,
1: so it's a bit more official. So it seems okay, this is really happening. Like it's not just mm. a spur of the moment thing.
0: Would you say uh, at the start or the end of the day would be best for someone else that was yeah. going through the same situation as you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one, but I think, yeah, you know, a Friday afternoon might not mm. be that bad, no matter how bad it goes. Yeah. It's the weekend. You got you know? the weekend. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> decompress on your Friday night with friends or whatever you need to do. Um, so that it's not great for the boss. Obviously, mm. no one's to finish their working week and getting a resignation on a Friday afternoon. But um,
0: if you hate yeah. confrontation, that might be a good way about it. Might be a good so, way about
1: it, yeah. yeah. But uh, my advice would be face confrontation head on. Don't yeah. delay. Don't dilly dally. I think even in the way I said it, I probably would have missed mm. words too much. Mm. done too much fluff around it just get to the point so mm. you say it's gonna suck just do it get
0: what tips would you have for someone who uh, like myself i'm not a confrontational person mm. either i think i've definitely grown to be a confrontational person yeah. given my career choices so being in leadership and management you kind of have to learn to be confrontational yeah. and pull people up on their crap for better choice of words yeah. um and you know, there's a way of going about it and a way to do it because, you know, I would expect the same to meet people to pull me up on mine as well. Mm. Um, but I guess for people that aren't so confrontational or haven't learned that skill yet, what tips would you recommend for them to be able to kind of numb the anxiety of having that conversation and sort of... Um, have it in themselves to have the confidence to say what they're thinking because mm-hmm. I could imagine someone probably having less of a um, solid, like I'm done, yeah. as your brain was in that situation, they could be persuaded back into yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So I
1: would say have some good advice and with people around you that mm-hmm. can hold you accountable. Uh, um, so before you go into that meeting, talk with this person and and tell them what you're planning to do. Yeah. Have someone who can be a cheerleader and say, you know, you go in there, you say what you need to say, you do what you yeah. need to do because you're obviously not going to feel like doing it. Mm. Um, so if you know you're going to have to report back to someone afterwards, they'll ask you the question, did you actually say what you need to say? Did yeah. you back down? Did you go back on what you originally planned on? Mm. Um, were you pushed? Because, yeah, some leaders can be mm. really pushy and persuasive. And, Definitely. Um, and that was kind of the scenario here. And so I was lucky that I was able to navigate that well, but – Mm -hmm. yeah there's other times where I haven't at all and so Mm -hmm. that's what made me realize I need to do this so I would say get someone in your corner who can Mm. be your personal coach in the sense that that's a great idea
0: yeah would you would you recommend that they write it down as well or is that does that I always wonder about that one does that seem unprofessional going into a meeting like that and having almost like a full letter of these are the reasons why I'm leaving (laughs) yeah I
1: don't know I think it If you need to, like if you really need to have something written down, do that. Have it there, bring it with you. But I would say if you need to practice doing it, just keep it simple. Keep it short. Mm. Uh, Don't mince words. That's the
0: worst. Yeah. Uh,
1: If you're going to let someone down, do it quickly.
0: Let them down easy. Isn't that what they always say? (laughs) Yeah, also
1: do it quick rather than try and, you know, say, oh, you're such a lovely boss. I love my time. Just get to my... Thank you so much. I'm leaving.
0: It's business, not personal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And hopefully they'll be able to accept that fairly well and move on and realise it. Fingers crossed. It <laughs> and if not, you've got a person that you come out of the office and you go cry in their room and they'll say, yeah. it's all right, you did the right thing. Uh,
0: you're there in the that's background. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that probably a lot of people will go through situations where they get persuaded back into, mm. you know, staying at a job because there are a lot of leaders and, you know, they're in leadership positions because they are good at inspiring yeah. um, and persuading mm. would probably be the appropriate word there. So it makes sense that that would happen. But yeah. I suppose you have to stick with your guns and those type of things. If you knew that it was bad for your mental state, then yeah. you need to make that call and be yeah. able to cut it off, you yeah. know? um oh wow awesome do you have any other comments on that one at all or I totally agree
1: I think yeah. you're 100% right sometimes you have to stick by guys. I'm very much I would lean to the side of, of staying almost mm. always rather than going like I don't like chopping and changing my workplace very much mm. at all so like, I'd say I'm pretty tolerant with work environments like mm. Great or rubbish and just kind of suck it up i think mm. i think there's definitely a lot more of that needed just tough it out just stick it out mm. but yeah like you said sometimes you know you need to go just do it just like mm. for your health or there's a value misalignment mm. uh if you know it's you just like feel right going to work mm. and yeah you need to get out you need to find something different.
0: from your career advisor background would you say that uh, this is just my own my own curiosity here i'm asking for myself So <laughs> does it look bad for people to chop and change jobs on their resume. I always wonder if people actually look at that because I've been told that my whole life, that Mm. people look at that and it looks bad. Um, And personally, I like staying at a job for a long period of time because, Mm. you know, I like to fully commit. But I wonder for other people that do like to chop and change, does that have an effect on their career? Yeah, I would say it
1: definitely does. But it is very, um, it depends on the context of what Mm. industry you're in what companies you're working with, what kind of work you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, in some instances, it's the opposite. In some instances, if you've only worked at one company or two companies your career, mm-hmm. it's a disadvantage because, say, for instance, web developers or um, tech experts, like, mm-hmm. they need a diverse skill set. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get that at one big corporation, even though you've been there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be very pigeonholed in your understanding of the broader broader challenges um but yeah definitely it is a consideration so a lot often i work with a lot of startups mm. they don't want to have someone jump on the team for six months and then find a better opportunity they want someone who's mm-hmm. to build with them someone who's more motivated by actually doing something building yeah something, creating something rather than just oh yeah paycheck a pay rise a promotion bump mm-hmm. uh, those kind of things but yeah it depends i think there's uh, I think it's the LinkedIn model has the tour of duty. Mm. I like that idea. Like there is a tour of duty. Whenever you go somewhere, there should be an expectation and you can actually have these conversations right up front. Say, look, yeah. my ultimate career goal is, you know, five years' time, I want to be here. Mm. Um, so it's probably not going to be in this organisation, but in this time, like I want to serve hard. I want to go yeah. hard and or invest and be loyal. Um, but, yeah, it depends. Every company handles that differently. Some mm. do take it quite personally when you leave after a year or even yeah. two years at any time. They, they feel like you're abandoning them. Mm. Um, but other companies, yeah, they understand. It, they get it. Yeah. So in the digital world, you're in marketing. In digital world, I think it can be good to have, you know, a diverse kind of skill set. Mm. And when you're working with agencies, you get a lot of variety and client-side roles are different. So there can be value in changing that. But I'd say definitely, yeah, people that move around every six months, I would very hesitant you put them
0: anywhere fair enough um, and fair enough for you know the organizations to be wary of that particularly startups because mm. um from having started my career in the startup mm. um you know they generally want you to stay and grow with them and then that's how you end up in a really high position yeah, in the startup is definitely. because you've grown with them yeah. um and kind of been there since the beginning but you know startups aren't for everyone startups are for some people so mm. it's it's totally dependent on where your passion and values yeah, lie, I think. Definitely. So Great. Ah, oh, awesome. Awkward story number one. I think a lot of people will benefit from that. Um, shall we get started with number two? Yeah, let's
1: do it. <laughs> uh, so number two story. Yeah, an interesting one. I was actually, you know, what? this whole podcast, the idea of being asked these questions was actually a really great activity in and of itself. Isn't so, it? <laughs> Let me just turn this on to anyone that's listening. Ask yourself these questions because reflecting back on it, it's been really good. So, this second one, uh, again, with a company, totally different kind of story, I guess. I was in an organization where I was given leadership over a certain area of the organization, mm-hmm. tasked with pioneering something and growing it, a community. Um, I was really excited about it, jumped full speed into it. Um, so, within the first year, I had some good progress. I think it was a six month review that had come after we kind of really hit some good goals, got some good momentum. Mm. Um, So I walked into this review meeting with my boss, kind of swaggering in, (laughs) really expecting a pay rise or a promotion um, and I got smacked with reality.
0: Uh,
1: um, So there was an an incident that happened maybe a month or two before this happened. Uh, In my mind, a really, really insignificant little incident that happened and Mm. dealt with it. Um, And I thought that was it, it was done um anyway this whole review was like a deep dive into that what happened Aww. that meant that in my mind seemed like such a small thing but as we had this conversation realized actually this was a pretty major thing that had happened within the broader organization mm. and my decision making hadn't been that great I think uh reflecting back on it I was very pigeonholed in my my department my little um community that I was doing what I was my KPIs mm. my goals for uh, my workplace so Uh, With that pigeonhole, I think I've made decisions that, uh, yeah, affected the broader organisation that I didn't even realise until after this conversation. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a reality smack in that sense. And um, so reflecting back on that, I think uh, that the awkwardness came in the fact that I was walking in there feeling so confident. Yes. Like from my point of view, if I was to look at my performance, I would rate it 100% like that. The team's going well, the group's going well, the community's going well. Um, But there were these, yeah, some other things that had happened that I didn't even, weren't even on my radar. So I think my reflection on this is that I need to keep an eye on the broader organisational goals, Mm -hmm. not just my own little patch. Uh, because it can be so easy to get so tunnel vision and focus on that Mm. that you can actually do damage and and it wasn't nothing intentional like i would never you know push someone else down to boost myself of course yeah but um but just not being aware of what's happening around us Mm. and i think as employees realizing i need to be looking out for the organization's overarching goals Mm. and carry that down to what i'm doing and then not get so hung up on you Know making making my goals reach my goals and my KPIs make myself look good. Mm. I think that's what i maybe gotten a little bit in the habit of doing, so yeah, that was definitely an awkward conversation. Oh. And I think my boss recognized that, you're like, you probably so sorry. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so that was yeah, that was a really good learning situation for me, definitely a hard learning one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I had to, to cop that one in the gym, and I was oh, okay. Uh, wasn't what I was expecting, but yeah, let's keep moving forward. And um, yeah, yeah, it actually sparked some conversations that actually led me to where I'm now. So, mm-hmm. uh, in hindsight, much needed, but also learned a lot from it and um, had a great career pivot since then, too. So, yeah,
0: and it's those career defining moments that um, ultimately lead us on the path that we're wanting to be mm-hmm. on. Uh, I think there's two parts to that story that I want to address. One being um, the fact that, you know, you, us as employees, we need to be aware of organizations as a whole um, and, and the bottom line. I feel like a lot of times departments or from my experience, um, you know, there hasn't been many people in various departments so they're aware of the whole organization, mm. the goals that they have, the bottom line, how finances look. Like Ultimately we're all businesses aiming to make money yeah. and that's what businesses are. They aim to make money. They aim to make a change in their specific industry, but to do that, you need to be able to make money. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of times people come down to their own passions and their own goals, which is awesome and definitely needed, but they also have to be aligned with the businesses Definitely. And then helping the business to grow ultimately. Mm. And I think it's very easy, like you said, to have tunnel vision and think of your own things mm. when it's that, um, you know, army mentality where you think of the person next to you, not yourself. Yeah, so, so, and I think that that is really important and something that kind of has lost its way a little bit because mm. it is, and you know, I fall victim to that where I definitely focus on myself more than someone else. And I have to actively remind myself, think of others do this first. Like this is what's really important. Think of the business. They've hired you as an employee because of X, Y, Z, you need to make sure that you're delivering. Yeah. It's like, it's a fine line because businesses can also take advantage of that mindset, right? Yeah. But you ultimately have to give as per your contract because you're on a contractual agreement, but then also make sure that you're aligned with the business. And Mm -hmm. then that links back to your first story where it's your values, whether they're aligned with, you know, the business as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like one side. That, the second side I wanted to pick on, the leadership should have told you before that meeting. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, that
1: would have been nice,
0: yeah. Yeah, they should have, because if you're, you know, if you had had that confrontation or that incident two months prior or a month or so prior, however long, it should have been brought up before any form of performance evaluation because it should be not a surprise when you go in there. Like, okay, I know I'm going to discuss about this. They've spoken about it a few other times. Cool. Instead of being completely blindsided.
1: Yeah, that is a good point, I guess. Yeah, in hindsight, that would have been much nicer being prepared and aware. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have a look at the situation.
0: Yeah. was a major issue.
1: Yeah, in my mind, like I had no idea.
0: Well, because then you could come prepared. Like you could justify certain decisions and situations, and show Mm -hmm. your growth and saying, you know, I accept that that was whatever it was, and I've made these conscious choices to move forward from there. Yeah, and that would make sense, right? That would show more. (laughs) 100.
1: No, I think that's a great, great idea. In hindsight, Um, from a leadership perspective, would have yeah definitely helped me in my position. Yeah, be more prepared
0: for that meeting. Yeah. Well, to any leaders listening, even though this is not necessarily the podcast for them, um, just make sure that you don't blindside your employees. So,
1: yeah, Yeah, regular feedback is important, I think. Yeah. Uh, People want to know how they're doing.
0: So, definitely. um,
1: Yeah, that was something that I've seen, yeah, time and time again, getting that regular feedback helps Mm. you as a staff member improve so much better when you know where things are at
0: and where you stand as well. Mm. Um, I think having a constant, Thought in your mind where you're not sure where you sort of are positioned yeah. within the company or yeah. what people think of you. Um, I know as myself, someone with and I am very open about this. Someone with diagnosed OCD, I overthink absolutely mm. everything um, to the point where it just, you know drives me a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, because of that, I'm always wondering where I sort of sit in organizations. Um, and I'm very fortunate um, to have a boss that's really. Um, caring about that side of things um, but yeah to you know other people that go through similar situations whether it's anxiety or just you know a generally stressed human mm-hmm. being um, it can be a really taxing thing on your mental state Definitely. you know yeah. to to not know where you're kind of going in every day being like mm-hmm. am I in trouble am I not yeah. that sort of thing yeah so yeah it's very interesting
1: yeah and I think there's a kind of conversations that as much as what I try and do now is I try and chase that up if I haven't mm. got that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's fine to do that as an employee. Mm. You chase your boss and say, can we get a coffee? Can you tell me mm. how things are going? Like, yeah, am I good? Am I six not? Six months or an annual review <laughs> is yeah. not enough to get that, especially yeah, if you do uh, think those things or, or even you just want to know how you're
0: doing. Yeah, and even if it's not, you know, you're big, the big, big boss or whatever, um, even if it's just your direct line manager and mm. you just ask how you're going so that way you're not having any nothing's questioning or oh, yeah. questionable. Sorry. Um, cause you know exactly where you stand. So you yeah. go into those meetings knowing exactly where you are and yeah. also take notes from those meetings. So that way, if you were to go into a big meeting, yeah. you'd be like, well, I haven't had that addressed. Yeah. So
1: that's
0: the yeah, cool. Anything else that you want to comment on that story or you feel?
1: No, I don't think so. That's right. Good questions,
0: though. Ah, oh, brilliant. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all for today, guys. That was Michael's awesome uh, To Do you prefer Mike to Michael? I'm easy. I just Whatever. realized I've been calling you Michael the whole time. I always say uh, full names. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mike's uh, two awkward stories for today. Um, we're very grateful that you came along. And I hope, yeah, I hope you guys got a lot of value yeah. out of it. And we'll see you in a fortnight with our next professional. Say bye, Michael. <laughs> Thank you,
1: bye, everyone.
0: Bye.